have you checked the news, Rob? Well, I, I was vaguely concerned about some breaking news last night, wasn't I? Let me just double check the BBC News app because <laughs> I'm joking, but I've, I'm now worried. <laughs> now I've said that. Um, and just to, obviously, people will hear this two days later, but obviously, yesterday there was the news that um, the, uh, the Queen of Pop, Madonna, was uh, admitted to hospital, wasn't she? She has come out of hospital, hasn't she? I think it was all. Um, yeah, here we go. Discharged from hospital after the infection. So oh, I think that's good everything's news. okay. She's um, she's okay because regular listeners will know that we somehow very inconspicu- inconspicuously time the um, publication of this podcast with the death of some very big celebrities, and we have nothing to do with it. But it, it does seem to happen every two weeks, and that was a bit of a worry yesterday. But no, we're good. Yep. Madge is okay. She is. Yeah. Get well soon. I'm sure she's on the on the mend. Oh, speaking of um, getting well soon, how are you feeling now? Better, yeah, yeah. I've never had a cold like that in my life, really. I mean, it, it wasn't like it didn't floor me, but it was just this horrible head cold I couldn't get rid of. Um, I had it through most of New York, really. It was that. It was one of those really annoying things at that point where it was a really sort of tickly cough, and you'd go and you'd be you'd be seeing people, so you'd be like networking or whatever, and you've, you've got this tickle at the back of your throat that's constantly there. But you don't want to be the guy who's coughing all the time because, particularly these days, that's that's not a good look at all. Um, <laughs> so I had to kind of put up with that for most of New York, um, and obviously before New York, I had to wear sunglasses on one of the uh, the videos that I made because of my conjunctivitis. Uh, you did not want to see my eyes at that point, trust me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of pretty much over it now. I think it's a little bit of a cough left, but I don't recommend getting whatever it was. I don't recommend getting it because it was horrible. Oh well, I'm glad you're you're well now. Yeah, but how how was your trip? It was um, amazing, absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, I was there for how long was I there for? Five nights, six ish days. Um, yeah, have you been to New York? I can't remember if I asked yeah, you this yeah, last yeah. time. Oh, well, yeah. my my mum lives in the states, so I've been to loads of, of places in in the US. So rather than always going to her house, if we when we meet up, we tend to do it in new and interesting places every time. So I've been all over. When was the last time you went to the Big Apple? Quite some time ago. Well, I, I haven't been to the States since 2019, I think. Okay. First of all, because of babies, and then second, because of the, the pandemic. Yeah, that didn't help, did it? But um, yeah, you need to get yourself back there in that case. But no, it was amazing. It's, it's been on my bucket list for years. I've never been. And um, this, no, no one believes this story, but it's absolutely true, which is that I booked this uh, influencer marketing show a few months ago in New York and then realised they had one in London, which is an hour and a half away. And um, But it, that was absolutely the case. I had no idea the London one, London one was there. Um, but I, I kind of used it as an excuse to spend a few more days out there and just really kind of soak it all up and work as well so I was I kind of combined I did that weird thing that I do in my business where I combined sightseeing with walking around talking to myself about Apple products um, so I was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge talking about the, the MacBook Air and then wandering around lots of very famous places in New York waffling on about watch OS 10 and the Apple Watch Ultra um, just very very bemused locals what, what's the reception been to those videos? Because I thought they were brilliant. Oh, did you? Thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, yeah, brilliant. Really good. So the, the MacBook Air one has done really well in terms of, terms of views because any MacBook Air is just a 
audience magnet for some reason. Um, so I, I had a good feeling that would do well in terms of the the, the audience. Um, and yeah, that, that that's yeah, the, the feedback on that's been great. Um, and the the Apple Watch Ultra one, I was a bit, I was happier with that one. That was more of a. Um, I, th I think I did a better job of that. I think that the MacBook Air one was a bit, it was a little bit rushed at times just because I didn't have a huge amount of time on that day to get it done. Uh, there's a couple of mistakes and things in there, which is always the case. But um, but the MacBook Air, sorry, the, the the Apple Watch Ultra one, I took I took my time with a little bit more. I did this kind of tour that um, I had nothing to do with. Jen, Jen planned all this stuff. She planned out basically a day of visiting these kind of famous film locations and... Yeah, where John Lennon was uh, was was uh, assassinated, and which was incredibly moving going there, um, and lo lots of different places basically. Um, kind of fit it into one day before I had to get the flight back to to London. Uh, she did did an amazing job with that, and um, yeah, I took my time with that one a bit more though, in terms of the, the sort of telling the story, and somehow managed to f <laughs> combine sightseeing with talking about Watch OS ten and the uh, kind of a, a mini update on the Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, none of which were related at all, apart from obviously watchOS 10 and the, the watch. But um, people love it. I mean, it's, it's one thing I've learned in certainly within the last sort of 18 months is that as soon as you step out of the studio and just go to different places and they don't have to be related to what you're reviewing. Um, people love it. They, they love seeing other places. People are fascinated by the production of it in terms of how it's done. Um, and it's, I've got to the stage now, I think I mentioned this in my newsletter this week, where I've really pared it down. So I've made it very, very simple in terms of how I how I produce these videos when I'm, when I'm out on the road. Because, again, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that faffing around with gear is the last thing you want to be doing. You, you need stuff where you can just press a button and it works. And uh, touch wood, the gear that I've been using recently hasn't let me down once. It's been brilliant. So you learned some lessons learned after the Canada trip when you took... Three, oh yeah, three iPads, two MacBooks. <laughs> what, what was I doing then? Something wrong with me about that. I, I was thinking about that on, on the way into into the states last week. I was thinking, why did I take all that stuff? Just just going through security was a nightmare back then. Um, oh, you must have needed yeah. like a dozen trays. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah, I literally had three iPads, I think, and two Macs. Idiot. Um, but no, it was brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like the videos. I, I, I'm really pleased with the way they come out, and it's, it's something I'm going to do more of, definitely, hundred um, percent. So, I mean, you did the the MacBook Air one on the ZV one. Mm, yep. With a with an attachment to make it even wider. Yes. Is that? Did you yeah. buy that following using the DJI Action Cam? No, I had it before that. Um, so it's I can't think of who it's made by. Um, it's it's a, it's basically a, like you say an add-on um, lens for the ZV1 because the, the ZV1 I think it's twenty-four mil or something. But as soon as you turn on the, the kind of steady, um, you know, uh, steady cam, that's not, not, not the wrong phrase, but the, you know, the, the stabilization um, it crops in, so you lose loads of field of view. So you, you kind of get this aftermarket lens that you stick on that gives you, it's around about 16 or 18 mil or something. The problem with it is you have to stick it onto the camera physically. And I found that it just comes off after a while, particularly in hot weather. Or if it's in your bag, it gets knocked. So it's not, it's not ideal because it's, it's not particularly permanent. But um, it did a good job. For that video, it, it did the good, it did the job. It did the, it did yeah. the works, basically. But for, for your famous movie location tour you used the dji with the dji mics 
and the yeah. quality was more than good enough, I think. Oh, it's it's fine, wasn't it? It was absolutely fine. I love that that DJI um, Osmo Action Three. It's fantastic. And I didn't have any kind of gimbal or any kind of um, tripod or anything. It was literally just holding it, walking around with it like that, um, and it was absolutely fine. Used it for all the B roll. In fact, everything you saw on that video um, was shot with the. Um, in fact, there's one. There's one thing that wasn't, which was the. There's a, a shot of Central Park, which is taken from. Uh, top of the rock, top of the Rockefeller. That was shot with the iPhone 14 Pro Max, I think. That was just like an establishing shot. But everything else, 99.9% of that was, was shot on the um, the Osmo Action 3. Oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what my favourite shot was in the, uh, in the watch video. Is you were sitting at a table and you were turning your wrist as you were moving the camera around. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how, did, did you... How many times did you shoot that? Did you get, did you nail that first time? Just once, yeah. Mm. That's the great thing about those action cams. You, you, you can you can pretty much hide your your hand being making your hand the tripod, and you just very gently kind of turn it around. I think I had to cut it slightly just to make it a bit more seamless. But um, they're just so versatile, and you get these lovely. If you use them use them for B rolls, if you use them for like um, you know shots of the city, you get these nice sort of sweeping panning shots that are perfectly smooth and which are very hard to achieve on a, on a big camera. Um, but I think it's great. It, it just demonstrates that you don't have to have all this kit, all this gear to make these videos, because no one cares. As long as, long as they can see you and it looks okay, who, who, who cares? And, it, and, and the mics, those, those DJI mics are just absolutely they're just wonderful things. Um, they so just nailed every convenient. aspect of it, haven't they? They just know what they're doing, yeah. F- you know, 15 hours of battery life, low, I can't think how much storage, but a lot, a lot of storage. The, yeah, the audio. I've, I've done a bit to the audio, but not not too much. Um, so the audio is fine. Um, it's just so convenient, you know. It's yeah. It made my life a lot lot easier. Hmm. So I owe you an apology because I gave you some dud information about the 15 inch MacBook Air. So historically, all of the M2 machines, the lower tier models, have had a single NAND chip. And at that time, there hadn't been a teardown. And I, I, I think I said to you that the 512 gig version only had one NAND chip, and that is untrue. And I think I figured out the formula because it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Well, actually, of, uh, on the face of it, it seems like a bit of a mess. So every M2 machine up until that point had pretty much, you know, it was 256, 512, you're going to get one NAND chip. The rule is, if you step up to the next tier... Because on every Mac purchase page, you've got like good, better, best, haven't you? Yeah. So if you, if you, it's always the base model that's got that they that they skank you with the one NAND chip in it. So for other machines like the MacBook Pro, which starts at five hundred and twelve gig, that has got one NAND chip. Even the base Mac Studio starts at five hundred and twelve. It's only got one NAND chip. Yeah, but there yeah, it's an absolute Pandora's box. You don't need to apologise because it's uh, uh, you know making mistakes in the, in these videos is great because it gets people talking in the comments, which is good for the algorithm. So, you know, if anything, you've helped me. Yeah, well, um, maybe. But, um, yeah, so that was annoying because <clears throat> yeah, I've <clears throat> just seen so many reviews of M2 machines with a 512 gig drive that only had the one NAND chip that I wrongly <clears throat> assumed that the MacBook Air 
would only have one at, at the 512 gig configuration. Anyway, what I'm really interested in is, did you try editing on it this time around? No, no, I didn't. No, so we don't know <clears throat> whether it can cope with that. I think it'll be the same, to be honest. It, it, it was a time thing, really. If, if I had more time, because everything is so tight at the minute in terms of getting stuff done, um, it's just not it's not worth risking it, really. Which probably tells its own story. The fact I don't want to risk it suggests that the, you know that 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 base level 15 inch don't use it for production if if you if time matters if time is literally money for for you know what you're you're editing it's the wrong it's the wrong macbook basically but um i i think it would be the same as the um the, the, you know the 13 inch although having said that as as we know that 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 experience i had in london with the 13 inch last year may have been a one-off it might have been an you know, anomaly who knows um i could use this one it could be absolutely fine but um yeah i, di- I didn't risk it for time reasons i said mean, to be fair you weren't using your fx3 footage were you so it might be that's a right. really good point that's a really good point that's a very good yeah so it might be Maybe. the perfect travel vlog editing machine i hadn't even thought of that to be fair i'm just i, I automatically think what happened last year i suppose which is unfair but um Maybe I should. Maybe I'll give it a go. Hmm. So yeah. So, so so you wandered around. Sorry, carry on. I was gonna say it's so convenient. It's 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 the most convenient big screen laptop I've ever had. It's it's a lovely thing. It really is. Yeah. So you went gallivanting around New York. You did a conference. That's all well and good. What what else did you get up to? That was it, really. I didn't have much time to do much else because it was, um, like I said, it was five nights. So two two of those days were taken up with the conference. Um, the rest of it was filming. The only thing I did do is meet a, a couple of people in real life. Um, and this is embarrassing, Rob, because this kind of reveals again why I should have just nipped into your house when I literally drove past it pretty much <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, I went halfway across the, the world to meet two other people I've, you know, who live in a different country. I promise I will come and see you. Um, but no, I met uh, Josh and, uh, and Neil. So Josh is on the Discord server. He's one of our, you know, one of our members on the Discord server. And um, Neil is was part of the Medium Academy. In fact, Josh was part of the Medium, Medium Academy as well. But um, Josh lives just outside of New York. Um, and uh, Josh, ca- sorry, Neil lives just outside of New York. And Josh came over from Philadelphia on the Amtrak, which was very kind of, of him and, and Neil uh, to spare some of their time. And uh, yeah, it was lovely. We, we had a it, really strange. I mean, it's one of those things where you, you, know, you, you meet these people in real life and they're one, the, the way that we've, we've kind of come to know each other is, is odd. Um, and then secondly, just seeing people in real life other than this kind of 2D or in Discord's case, just text um, is really weird, but really good. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we had a nice, nice lunch, a good natter. And uh, yeah, it was great. Oh, Josh is also a contributor to your blog, isn't he? He does. He's, he's written a few pieces for for the for the website. It's um, which is really good of him as well. And uh, yeah, and, and Neil Neil's as we know Neil's kind of really kind of forging ahead with his medium career. Oh, he's, he's smashing uh, it, isn't he? He's doing brilliant. He's written about yeah. like sixty articles now. Oh, he's yeah. He's 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 writing in such a brilliant niche as well. Into I say brilliant, but in, in terms of um, you know, the whole addiction side of things that he's writing about, it's it's such a good place to to kind of let you know express yourself if you, if you're willing to. Um, and he's doing yeah. He's enjoying it. He's really enjoying it, which is the main thing. He's got some um, he's some c- good some. He's got some tales to tell. We should put a link. We'll link. You want to, can we link we'll, to his? Uh, of course we can. Yeah, we'll put it yeah. in the um, absolutely. We'll put it in there. Um, yeah, that was lovely. 
It's just you should do this. You should, you should, you should, we should meet people in real life, and it's why I, I do need to come and see you. Right, we need to do a live eight, eight or sixteen, don't we? Let's, let's be honest. It's got to be done. Should we do that? Should I rock, I rock up to <coughs> Mark up to Leamington, Mark Ellis Towers? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you can. I mean, it's probably easy, easy for me to come to you because I don't have a normal job, whereas you have a normal job. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, next time you're in London, you let me know. I can schlep That's into not a bad London. Show, actually. That's not a bad show. So, uh, yeah, so well, you did the pilgrimage to Mr. Neistat's studio. I did. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a... I, I did that thing where I sat outside it and um, there was another guy there. I think he was doing the exact same thing. Because where where his studio is, it's, it's just it's on Broadway. But where the studio is, opposite the studio, there's about three benches, so you can just sit there and pretend you're um you know, you're having a resting your feet. Whereas what you're actually doing is staring into the window just to see if you can ca- catch a glimpse of him. Um, the lights were on. There was, there was someone in there, hundred percent, but I didn't I didn't cap- catch a glimpse of Mister Neistat himself. But um. It was, yeah, I had, I had to do that. I had to feature it in the video. I think because a lot of the stuff that I do vlogging-wise is so massively inspired by him, I think quite obviously. Um, it, it's, yeah, it was important to get that in there as well. There's a, there's a, there's a very quick shot of his studio in, in the video, which a few people noticed, which I, I was quite chuffed by. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed you're wearing a Larry Yellow scuba band. I am, yeah. So, uh, a souvenir. <clears throat> Yeah, I did, well, I went to the Fifth Avenue Apple Store and thought I need to buy something, and I don't know why. I just saw I was I was going walking across all the the Apple Watch bands and thought, ooh, yellow. I, I can't think who it was, but someone. I think it was Patrick Rambles. He um he bought the Ocean Band, the Scuba Band, a little while ago and said it, said it's one of the most comfortable bands he's, he's owned. And uh, he's right, actually. It's really. Have you have you got one? I can't think of no, no. I, I have. Well, I don't have a. I don't have an <coughs> Apple Watch Ultra, and I'm not spending ninety nine pounds on a strap, so I don't have any of the straps either. I don't blame you, but it's um, it's nice. It's really comfortable, actually. Oh, I'll tell I a lie. Like actually, I did spend ninety nine pounds on a strap once, didn't I? The the pride you did. one. The pride one, which Mrs. Roche stole immediately. <laughs> so I owned a pride. The, the you know the cool woven one. <coughs> Yeah. I had that. For, I owned that for about thirty seconds. No, it's gone. But how does it compare? So you have got all three now. You got the full set. You got the trail loop, the alpine loop. And what is it called? The ocean band or the scuba band? I can't remember. It's the ocean band. I it's think the ocean isn't it? band. It's, it's so, intended for for scuba diving, but it's called the ocean band. Um, this is possibly my favourite, I think, and is the main it? reason, yeah, well, the, the main reason, well, there's two reasons. One, it doesn't really get grubby, or it hasn't got grubby yet, and it's the, the sort of material that doesn't kind of, you know, get gnarly and, you know, scuffed and stuff. Um, and secondly, when it gets wet, it doesn't soak up the, the water, which both the other, you know, both the trail and the um, the alpine loop do. So if you have a shower or if you've been swimming, swimming, you have this wet, soggy band for ages afterwards, which is never quite, never nice. Uh, whereas this one just shakes the water off. I forget who it was. There was someone just this week on the Discord asking for advice on how to clean their alpine band because they made it pretty unpleasant. Uh, it turns out that the, the official advice from the Apple website is just soap and water. Oh, really? Did, did they try that? I don't know. No, I don't think. I don't have any feedback. I'll chase them on that. We'll see how that went. But yeah, I'll have to try mine. Sort of wearing it day and night it got pretty funky apparently so they were looking for tips on how to defunk it yeah the, the trail band's really nice that that's probably a nice combination between comfort and 
I suppose the looks and stuff like that, and, and the ease of wearing it and what have you. But it's, um, but again, that gets all soggy as well. And uh, yeah, but it's yeah, this one's great. I'm really happy with this one. It was a nice little souvenir. So I'm, I've actually, I've, I'm just keeping it tea. I've gone back to the standard issue sport band. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, because well, you know, I was wearing that Nightmare Before Christmas Moby Fox <laughs> yeah. one. What annoyed me about it was that um, the, the 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 flappy bit. The long bit of the strap, because it's like a traditional watch strap with a, a fastener to, to hold the flappy bit, if that makes sense. The flappy bit, I know what you mean, yeah. Yep. I don't know, I just found that really annoying. And I, I, I didn't appreciate how nice it is on, the, on just the standard issue Apple Watch sport bands that the flappy bit tucks inside so it doesn't catch on anything ever. That's the best design, because this one has like a little metal loop thing here. So you, you kind of tuck... The, the flappy bit into that but you have to attach the metal loop yourself so you have to kind of attach it through one of those holes um which is a bit fiddly actually you've only got to do it once but it's um it's still not as convenient as the the one that you've got this you yeah know, no i think the I traditional think nailed it. i think just the og the standard sport band just is is correct most of the time in my opinion yeah i agree but you were, while you were walking around, was it sponsored by, was the Apple Watch Ultra video, was that sponsored by Pataka? It was by Pataka, yeah. Were they happy they were with the eight seconds of coverage they got? <laughs> they were, yeah, they, they, they loved it, yeah. <laughs> you can't expect much, expect much more with that, really, but um, no, they are, they're lovely, Pataka. Funnily enough, they'd, they'd invited me to a, a thing in Paris during that week, so I, I couldn't make it, unfortunately, but it was like a... Uh, a, a kind of a, a celebration of how, however many years they've been around uh, and they were holding it in Paris and they were kind of sending people there so that was a lovely invite which I couldn't make unfortunately but mm. they're, they're a lovely behind the scenes they're um, I can't say this about all brands unfortunately but um, Pitaka are, are great lovely people well, and their stuff's good as well it is it's really good well yep. I say that I've, I've, I'm led to believe that their stuff is good I don't own any of it and I've got to be honest sorry Pitaka I don't think I would buy that carbon fibre uh, strap. I don't not know. A fan. I, I don't. I don't know. I think I. I'm not a fan of link style bands anyway. No, it's a, it's an acquired taste. Absolutely. Uh, it was really comfy though. Actually, to be fair, I wore it all day during that uh, that trek around uh, New York. It was fine. Hmm. And you and the, the you posted a newsletter vlog from Central Park. <laughs> yeah. In and it's just a fun fact for. For people who may not be aware, you shot that in the exact location that a chap called, and I'm going to butcher his name, but Jake Shemabakuro. And yep. this may that be sounds, a video. That sounds right. Does it? Maybe a video <laughs> that might may or may not be familiar to people. It was one of the very first, like, proper viral videos that just everyone was talking about sort of 15 years ago. And it's him, it's this guy doing a ukulele cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And that was shot exactly where you were sitting. It's just a. Fun fact there. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, because I was near the Home Alone bridge. I'm a bit obsessed with Home Alone. And I went, I did the, um, you know, when in Home Alone 2, when he, there's the, the woman who he's scared of, who's feeding the birds in, in Central Park, and if you remember that part, um, I went and did that thing where you take the photo roughly of where that, that scene was shot. But I was, I was the other side of that bridge when I did the newsletter. Um, yeah, completely by chance. I, I've, I've never seen that video of um, that, that guy. Oh, there's a, there's a uh, link. Or Jake. Uh, so it's a pretty banging cover. It is. It's, re- yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was lovely. Central Park's lovely. I, I was really surprised by how just how nice that was. And um, were you struck by how big everything was? 
yeah, couldn't get my head around it. When I first got there, so I got, I got there on the Saturday and um, completely jet lagged and all over the place. And because it was it was kind of um, it was half nine ish, I think by the time I was kind of walking around um, at night, obviously. And I, I needed, I had to stay awake. I had, I had to do that thing where you know it's about one a.m. your time, but you've you've got to try and stay awake to try and fend off the jet, jet lag. And I did that. I don't know why, but I went to sent to. Um, uh, to, to the place behind you. Well, I can't think of the name of it. Brain's gone. Where, where you are in your your photo. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, I, I've forgotten as well. We're, we're, we're definitely not a travel uh, podcast, <laughs> are we? What's it called? Why can't Time, Time Square, Jan, is helpfully. Jan, Jan, thank you, Jan. Thank you, Jan. It's been a long, <laughs> long few weeks. Um, I went to Times Square, like I say, completely out of it in terms of being travelled out. And... Uh, Wow, that 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 alone was just an experience. It was like it was like being in a video game, um, all the lights and stuff, and just thousands of people everywhere. Um, but even once I'd kind of you know sobered up from the from the jet lag a little bit, it was yeah. It's just I think for people like us as as little Brits in you know tiny London and even tinier Leamington Spa, um, you just you spend all your time, don't you? Just like looking up at everything because it's just everything's just massive. Have you, have you ever Absolutely. been to Las Vegas? I have, yeah, yeah, a few years ago. That is insane. Yeah, the size of the yeah, stuff it, there. But it's it's not on a par. I don't think anyway that it's it's on a par with with New York. New York felt much bigger. I I found it the other way around. I'm well, largely okay. because so I think I was staying in a Holiday Inn or something, and from from where I was staying, you could see the Luxor, you know, the big pyramid mm. casino hotel because I can't afford to stay there. <laughs> and I thought, oh, awesome. I, I'll just, I'll walk to that. <laughs> it took me about three hours. Because <laughs> you just, it's very difficult to comprehend the scale of everything in Las Vegas. I found. It's ridiculous. The, the, the biggest place I've ever been to was the Grand Canyon. That, I remember that, and um, have, you, have you been there? Uh, yeah, so did you tie that in with your Las Vegas, where you were just sort of while you were in that, the Nevada area? Dro- yeah, drove from Las Vegas to um, the Grand Canyon, and you, you, you cross time zones as well. So you get, I think, I can't remember which way around it was, but we got to the Grand Canyon, and we were either like an hour before, an hour ahead or an hour behind. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, that the scale of that place, it just... Your brain's not built to comprehend that, I don't think. Again, because we're so used to tiny places in the UK, um, it's just it, that that was incredible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, wow. Well, hang on. We have on, to- on the on the subject of the Luxor. What? Yeah. What shape is this? And for the benefit of the audience, I'm holding up a triangle with a triangular a, a tri- four triangles stuck together in a in a formation. What would you call that shape? Uh, it's not a palindrome, is it? No, a palindrome is a word or a phrase that reads the same forwards and backwards. <laughs> it's not a shape. <laughs> I've no idea what you call it. What do you call it? Well, I was... Well, it's a triangle from, from, from well, what I can well, see. Not, but well, it's a, th- a three-dimensional three triangle. What, what, would, what was your first guess? What would you call that? So, what would I call it? So Jan has said Pyramid. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Which is exactly what I called it. So my daughter made this. My four-year-old daughter made this. And I was like, oh, that's a nice pyramid you've made. She corrected me. This is not a pyramid. This is a tetrahedron. 
A pyramid has a square oh. base. Uh, there we go. So, yeah, I got oh, schooled we, by a four-year-old. I'd, I'd have had no chance. Oh, it gets worse We've, as well. What, 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 what shape's this? Oh, this, but what I'm holding up, by the way. It's a cube. These, these things, right, there are... That's, yep. My green screen is killing everything. These are like magnetic squares. Okay. Super fun. I'll, I'll send you a link. Because yes, uh, I think Harrison needs to get involved with this. But yes, yeah, so the sort of magnetic shapes that you can make into structures. So, yeah, so you would call that a cube. Cube. Yeah, which it is. Cube. It is a cube. But what if it were sort of elongated, you know, a box? What, what? I'd call it a long cube. A long cube. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have one to hand. Oh, yeah, there we go. Like a tissue. A tissue. Oh, that's green, isn't it? That's not going to... Can we see it, yeah. Anyway, you know what? So, so a, rec- a rectangular cube, what's the name for that? I genuinely don't know. So it, turn- it turns out it's a rectangular prism. A rectangular prism? Yeah. So anyway, you've got all this to look forward to, Mark, because, yeah, you're just going to... You- going to get absolutely whooped by Harrison very soon. Oh, me, I, I do already. He, he can't even talk yet. He's, he, know, he knows more than me. <laughs> He's better than me at life already. This has been a really informative... Uh, I think this has been probably one of the most informative episodes of 8 or 16 ever. <laughs> the amount of stuff people will have learnt so far is just unbelievable. People have come to this podcast you know, brand new, completely fresh, will just be astounded by how... <laughs> Much knowledge they're going to come away with. So, so yeah, they now they now know what a tetrahedron is and a rectangular prism. Should we talk about some tech? Let's talk about some tech. So that's, Let's do well, it. that's a wacky idea, isn't it? So you've got only a, like sort of thirty minutes in. <laughs> so you've got a pixel tablet thingy. <laughs> I have, yeah, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, I have. Um, it came a little bit late actually. I think we all got it a bit late for some reason, but that's by the by. Um, yeah, and I think it's really good. I need longer with it, definitely, but. Um, just, just very. I mean, if people haven't seen the video, just a very quick um, headline for it. Just the, the, the well, two things actually. One of them is that Siri at home has now gone. I've got the HomePod over there somewhere. It's just kind of plugged in, looking a bit sorry for itself. Um, so that's gone, and the in in its place is the Pixel tablet. So first thing is, hey Google. Sorry, everyone who's listening to this who's got a Google device. Um, that is. It's been brilliant, immediately brilliant. Like no, no problems understanding myself or, or Jen. Um, answers quickly. Doesn't send. Ironically, doesn't send you to Google searches for any any query. Um, it can set timers properly without getting confused. It doesn't keep disconnecting from the internet. Um, it's just brilliant, and you can connect it to Apple Music and everything. Fantastic. The second thing is this is the first Home Assistant I've ever had with a screen, and it's just amazing. It just makes total sense because you can you can see stuff. So again, if you think about timers, you can actually see your timers, which is much easier than having to continually ask how long you've got left on timer 37. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've been really impressed. Have you been, have you, are you a digital photo frame convert now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like everyone, I've had them in the past, but years ago, and I think since... Um, you know, Alexa came along. All that stuff got kind of thrown away, didn't it? But it certainly, it did in our house. Um, so this is the first one we've had for a long time, and it's really nice. It's um, the only slight downside is that it, obviously it only shows Google Photos photos, and my Google Photos library is full of test shots from Android 
uh, you know, Android phones that I've been reviewing. So there's some very weird photos, mainly photos of my own face that keep coming up, which is a bit <laughs> odd. But there are, <laughs> I do obviously use those phone, phones for normal photos, you know, everyday photos. But there are some nice things thrown in, some you know, photos of Harrison and holidays and stuff like that. So it's... Um, it's a, it's a weird photo library, but it, it, it is, it's just nice to have that stuff on there. Are you tempted by it? I don't think I am. Um, so when they first announced it, I was super excited about it. And I was really pro, this is a brilliant concept. You've got, it makes total sense. You, get, you have a, a, a docking base that charges it, that gives you better sound and you can remove the display and use it as a tablet. That makes perfect sense. What I'm curious about is one-handed pickup. So I had this problem with MagSafe at first, which I solved by getting various weighted stands and things. Uh, I'm, I'm all for things that attach to other things magnetically, as long as I can then remove it in one movement, one-handed. And I'm led to believe that it's not quite as seamless as the, the, the fancy videos make it appear. No, I talked about this in, in, in the review. It, there's definitely a knack. D do you mean re removing it from the, the dock? Yeah. Yeah, if you watch all of Google's examples of it, people tend to pick it up from the top. So they, they kind of flip out the bottom that way. The problem is that that dock doesn't stick anywhere. So it doesn't have the, you know, you, you sometimes get those reusable sticky pads on a lot of like iPad stands and things. They haven't used that, which I, I kind of understand because they're a bit messy and they pick up you know, hairs and gunk and stuff. Um, but regardless, it's not it's not a particularly heavy dock either. So nine times out of ten, you pick up the dock with the with the tablet, basically. So, so there's definitely a knack to doing it, which I haven't fully mastered yet. Yeah. Um, and how's the how's the sound on it? It's okay. It's fine. It's not as good. It's not as big as the HomePod. The HomePod sounds much bigger, which it will do because it's a much bigger speaker system. Um, but it's. I think it's. It's. It's nice and clear. It's. It's a pleasant sound. It's not tinny. I, I was worried it might be one of those horrible kind of tinny, you know, like Alexa, cheapo Alexa type um, Echo Dot type sounds. But it's not. It's. Um. It, it's somewhere in between. It's. It's enough. You know, for our, we haven't got a huge kitchen, but it fills the kitchen perfectly, and it's just nice to have on in the background. Uh, what else am I concerned about? The, the Using it as a tablet. So historically, mm. Android tablets have always been a bit poo, largely yep. because of the software support. You normally sort of just get a, a, a big version of the, of the phone equivalent app, kind of how iPad was five, eight years ago. Uh, on the iPad, things have sort of moved on a bit and you get iPad-specific versions of those applications, which take advantage mm. of all the things that the iPad can do. How is the software experience? In my limited experience with it so far, it's not been too bad. Um, but I haven't tried a huge number of third-party apps, to, to be fair. Um, you know, things like Notion, that, that, that runs quite nicely on it. It's quite nice to have that, actually, just as a, a thing in the kitchen you can go up to. Um, what else have I tried? Spotify, that looks all right. I haven't, I haven't sort of dived into it enough. I need to... I need to spend more time with that to to because I, I I agree that's the one the one well one of the differentiators between the iPad and and any kind of Android based um, tablet. The the nice thing with this one is that it's completely unmessed with, so it's it's very much a pure version of Android thirteen, which is a lovely. I think you I think you probably agree with this. It's a lovely OS. Lovely OS. Um, looks nice. It's really quick. Um, but yeah, it's it, you're never going to get the same iPad experience in terms of third party 
app support, certainly not at the moment. Um, and the ecosystem, what you know, what there is of it in terms of Google stuff, it doesn't really compete at all with that with Apple either. Hmm. I guess my other concern is having something that is just, that is largely going to be docked. Does mm. it limit the maximum battery charge so as to not destroy the battery? We'd hope they've built something into it to prevent that, wouldn't you? But who knows? Um, it charges at fifteen watts. That's the that's the one thing I know. That's that's pretty much the only thing they talk about when they when they mention the you know the power that you, it feeds the um, the tablet. But who knows? I'd hope that they've that's all kind of taken into consideration. But it, it, you know, it is constantly being charged. Or it's at least being topped up all the time. So, well, so, you well, so I imagine it's probably not, in the settings good. or something like other devices. But yeah, I think if I had one, the first thing I'd do if it's not doing it by default is go in and say don't charge above 80 percent or something because otherwise you're going to kill it very quickly so i'm torn i don't know whether it's a genius combination or a fridge toaster (laughs) um i think i'm of the opinion that most people most of the time would be better off with a two to three hundred pound dedicated one use smart display like uh, echo show 10 which is what 250 mm. quid or a nest hub max which is what 220 or something i think yeah. nest hub max will give you better sound than this tablet hub combination um and then i think you know if you really want a tablet that you're going to use around the house get a base ipad and you'll end up spending about the same because it's not cheap is it it's like 600 quid this thing no, it's not cheap over here either. We we have to, as always, we, we pay a bit more over here, don't we, as well, which is frustrating. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a cheap device. I, I think it's for Pixel fans. It, it, it's for people who really are you know, big big into the whole Team Pixel thing, and um, which there's a fairly big market for that, to be fair. It'd be interesting to see what Google does next with it. Same thing, you know, it's a bit, a bit like the Pixel Watch. Will we see another Pixel Watch? Was that it? You know, is there going to be? No, there's no talk of one yet, an updated one. Will it be the same with the tablet? You know, I, I'd guess. I'd, I'd guess they're going to kind of bide their time and see what the reception is and what the sales are as well. I'd guess. But mm. first impressions are really positive. But a lot of that is is kind of tempered by the fact that I'm experiencing things for, for the first time. So I'm experiencing using Google Assistant properly for the first time. And equally, I've got this you know, big 11-inch display on a home assistant that I've never had before. So it's all a bit novel. And um, it's whether or not that novelty wears off and how quickly it does. And, and equally, how much we use it as a tablet. I'm not convinced we'll use it that much as a tablet. Because Jen's not a tablet user at all. She just, she just uses her phone for everything, basically. Um, and I don't tend to use iPads at home very much. I might use them occasionally for watching YouTube or whatever. Uh, but my, I use... Yeah, I use them all day or throughout the day, you know, for, for the business. So I'm kind of tableted out by the time I've finished. So it's got quite a big job ahead of it in that in that in that respect. Yeah. My other issue is the imminent arrival of standby in iPad OS 17. I think it's only a matter of time before either Apple release their own speaker dock for iPads with the three pin you know, the pogo pin connector on the back or yep. third parties do which will do the same they've thing, got right? to do it that was the thing i was going to say actually yeah thanks for reminding me that yeah the, the, as soon as you see this you just think 
why can't you do this with, with an iPad? Why can't you put an iPad in docked mode on any kind of, you know, either either an Apple dock or a third-party dock? Why doesn't it give you that that kind of Siri um, experience like that? The, the, the problem with that is Siri, though. <laughs> yeah, every, every time I talk about this, I always come back to the same thing, which is Apple have got to do it. They have to do Oh, Siri. Yeah, God, they've got to fix that first. And they, they, I thought, I don't know if you if you noticed this, because you've caught up now, haven't you, with, with most of WWDC? No, I still haven't. So I, I haven't, I, okay. In an earlier revision of the show notes, I did put in a section about Rob's caught up now. These are the things that we found interesting. Um, but no, we'll do I, that actually, next I haven't had to do it. But I, I can't think of the last WWDC where they mentioned Siri in any meaningful way in terms of it being updated or significantly changed or improved. It's been kind of you know sprinkled in here and there, but I, I don't think it was mentioned this month at all. I don't think in this WWDC just gone. I don't think there was any mention of it. And when you bear in mind it's universally despised and no one seems to have a good thing to say about it, I, I just don't get it. It's... It, it's so far behind everything else. I'm, I'm sure they're doing something. They'll release it when it's ready. I hope so. Or not, because they they, not. They, they shoved the Mac Pro out of the door. They did. Who's that for? I mean, it's just a Mac Studio in a big case with six PCI Express slots that you can't really plug anything into because you can't put a graphics card in it, can you? Yeah, what? loads of air. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm confused about that one. I, I haven't got my head around it fully yet, but I, it seems a bit silly, that one. It does. Um, but, well, the other cool thing you've got is the Xperia 1.5, which, have, I've, which been, I've been super keen for you to, to see what you make of a full-fat Sony Xperia phone for ages, haven't I? They finally sent you one. They did. I don't want to give anything away because the, the review is going to come out in, at the weekend. So, oh, okay. um, But I know you, you've got some predictions, though, haven't you, which are really, really interesting. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll come hit, back hit with your predictions. and see how many of them I've got right. Well, so, I mean, the, the, no, go, oh. go for it. D- hit me with them. I'll, 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 I'll kind of give you a reaction which gives you a, a bit of a clue as to what the okay. might be. So the... the uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the phrase. What's the right phrase? The Just do with photos. Well, yeah, just the, the 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 Sony the Sony modus operandi is that it will take better photos than anything else in manual mode, but will be a bit poo in auto. Yep. And I think it will take the second best quality video of any smartphone, bar the iPhone, but it will overheat in within five minutes. <laughs> that's what sony cameras do uh i think the display is ridiculously over the top it's just super crisp and amazing but they use it to display uh, an incomprehensible phone app interface that looks like it should feel vaguely familiar to anyone that uses a proper sony camera but has just got stuff in weird places it's just all over the show i think that the battery life will be not as good as other phones and uh, there's always the concern that it will only get OS updates for approximately three to five business days interesting okay you might be no I can't I won't give anything away that yeah what can I say about this one thing I can say about this the talking about the the kind of interface on the screen this is the so the first thing is just very quickly that there's there's two uh, video 
apps. So there's Video Pro, which kind of gives you manual control over everything when you're shooting video, pretty much. And then there's Cinema Pro. And this is the funniest one, I think, because it kind of, <laughs> it gives you, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I don't know how much of this will be in the video because I only shot a very brief piece of footage with it. Um, because really, you need a proper, you need, you need an ND filter on it because you can't set automatic um, shutter, you can't do anything. It's all manual, completely manual. But it's got um, a look section, which by default is set to Venice. Mm -hmm. And if anyone knows, Venice is their proper cinema line. So you're walking around with this camera that's got a Venice look to it, apparently. And super wide. I'm not sure what the, the aspect ratio is on these um, video pro ones, but um, these video, video pro videos. But it's, yeah, there's just so much stuff thrown on the screen. I mean, if you go into like the photo mode um, and go into, I don't know how much you'll see of this, but it's got all the all the Sony camera stuff down here. Um, it's nuts, utterly nuts. It's a lovely phone. Like that, I, I love. I think you've said this as well. The look of it is, um, it's really nicely designed. I think it looks very premium. I love the fact it's got a shutter button as well. For it's ridiculously, it's got a shutter button. It's got a headphone jack at the bottom, or the top. Sorry, um, it's got. You can put an SD card in there to you know, to get you get your storage up. Um, it's an utterly silly phone, but it's fascinating so you, you kind of bang on with some of that stuff but there's a, th a few things you're not actually which you might be surprised by right well, i um, look forward to that when's that going up the weekend weekend yeah it's a really difficult review to do because you, you, I'd, how deep do you go into it I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be there for an hour talking about it which no one wants so i've had to try and combine going deep enough with skimming the surface of what people care about really uh, but i took it to oxford so i, I, I was going to go to london with it but the, the weather in london looked horrendous today um and it turned out to be okay actually but regardless i went to oxford which is just just down the road from us and uh, that was a lovely place actually to go that was a, i've never really thought of going there for for camera testing but it was it was a nice um nice place to go oh you were going to tell us a funny story about oxford weren't you was i about oxford when did i say that earlier yeah Oxford. Uh, I, I genuinely can't remember what that was. What, what was uh, I can't remember. Oh, well. Nothing really funny happened, to be fair. Okay. Well, I thought you had a story to tell about it. But no, I it wasn't. Misunderstood. There. I I did pick the busiest day of the year, obviously, because it's it was college open day, so it was just like people everywhere going into all the all the universities and stuff. But it was a uh, yeah. No, nothing funny happened. I'm not sure what that was about. Um, yeah. So you'll have to find out how. What I thought of the the Sony Sony Xperia One Five Five One what bloody names Sony and their names. What's next? How long have we got? Uh, so what? We're fifty fifty two minutes in, and I think it's time to get to the the miscellaneous other stuff that's going on. The yeah, moment. there's something at the top here that I definitely want to talk about. You go first. Um. If I had to pick one thing off this list that I want to talk about, it would be the new Insta360, the Go 3. Yes. Have you got one? <laughs> I haven't, no. What? No, I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. I'm, um, I'm trying to think how much I can say about how annoyed I am at the moment with Insta360. Can I say much? So basically, I mean, I can say as much as I want to say, I suppose. Um, you've probably seen, have you seen some of the, the reviews? 
Well, yeah, because you must be the only creator on the planet who hasn't got one. <laughs> so what happens with Insta360? They, again, without giving too much, they, they hand them out to some really big reviewers, you know, the Peter McKinnons, Casey Neistat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, understandable. And God knows how much money they spend on doing that, but they do it, it gets into the hands of those guys and they just go off the charts and they get all the views they want. Um, they then give it to smaller channels like myself normally um, and some other people. Um, and we just can't get the views because even though these are fantastic products, no one seems to care beneath your your McKinnons and your Neistats, um, which I don't quite understand why. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but it seems to be beneath that that level of um, of reviewer of creator. Uh, you, you really struggle to get people to watch Insta three sixty videos. You know, I've, I've, as you know, I've done stuff in the past, and it just hasn't worked. All, all the videos that I've made about Insta three sixty stuff has completely dive bombed, and it's the same for people like Patrick Rambles and. A few others. So um, it's really frustrating. However, and you, you may have guessed this, they would have been absolutely perfect for my New York trip. Yeah. And they had the opportunity to, to come along with it and they didn't take it up. And um, I've had a, word, had a word with them since because I'd have used them 100% on that MacBook Air video. And as you know, people are fascinated by the way these things are shot and what I use to shoot them. Having, being a marketing, you get me on, on my soapbox now, being a you know, a kind of retired marketer, I'd have given anything for that. You know, you don't have to pay me as much money as Casey Neistat, but you, you, know, you drop your rate. But equally, you're putting yourself in front of 30,000 views of people who want to know this stuff. Absolute gold dust, and they, they didn't go with that. Um, and we'll be going, I'll be taking it way off the rails now, but it, it's all to do with this kind of dedicated video thing that uh, brands have. They're, they're obsessed with dedicated videos. Um, which they pay pay through the nose for and don't get the views because no one cares. Whereas if they appear as a integration just halfway through a video or you know, within the first three minutes, um, that they get the views, they get the the um, yeah the referrals, and that's kind of happened with Insta three sixty with this, which has annoyed me quite a bit. And it's annoyed me because they are fantastic products; they're brilliant. I love their yeah, stuff. I, I love, but I love all, all my Insta three sixty stuff. And yeah, I think. I can't really justify upgrading to the Go Three, even though it's better than my Go Two in every way. Because I'm not yeah. tall. I don't. I'm, I mean, I do use it quite a lot, but not enough to justify get stepping up. Not yet, anyway. I'll wait until I've uh, outgrown the Go Two and see what see what they're doing then. It's a clever idea, though, isn't it? It's this, for people that don't know, it's um, it's pretty much the Go Two. So it's the same. It looks like the same camera, doesn't it? I think yeah. it's pretty much it's the like same unit. Literally thumb sized action cam with what 2.7k resolution yeah and it's, it's got their their trademark insane stabilization and obviously all their, their and it, suite of software which enables you to do a whole bunch of other cool stuff but, um i think the biggest benefit of this new one well i guess there are two one is that it's got a much better battery life particularly mm. if you dock it in the case which used to be like a little tripod kind of thing but is now actually it's got a a, a preview display and it's got a much bigger battery in it such that you can run it for about three hours i think is it something like that isn't it yeah it's, it's like a gopro but with a flip-up screen isn't it yeah. that's kind of and, and you can you can take the camera out that you can't do with a gopro really clever so, yeah no, the, the, yeah i love what they're doing i'm because the, the the go-to my go-to i get about 20 you can get about 20 minutes out of mm. it but it's not the kind of camera you would 
set and forget really in my opinion it's you just you capture little bits and pieces of incidentals and it's you know you're probably using it for no more than one or two minutes so that 20 minute battery life when it's not docked in its case it's fine for my use case Mm. so yeah although it looks very cool i don't think i'm going to be getting involved it's mag it's magnetized as well so it's one of these few action cams that has a magnet behind it so you can just literally literally attach it to anything and peter mckinnon his video is worth watching actually because he, he does some really interesting stuff with it they put it in like a pinball machine and i think um casey neistat put it on attached it to the kind of magnetized it to his um disc brake on his <laughs> uh, on his truck so he was kind of talking into it through the wheel it's just really creative ways you can, you can use that thing um but yeah, I mean, I've had my rant about it. It's just one of those things. I'm sure they don't listen to this podcast. If they do, I've probably ruined the relationship forever. But yeah. there you go. Oh, well, if we're, if we're, if we're going to uh, burn bridges, uh, <laughs> do you see po- uh, Proton, the, the, the privacy encryption company Proton, who no, people have this. heard of uh, Proton Mail? They've got a password manager they've just launched. Oh, have they? Interesting. So, uh, given that you're, you're not friends with one password anymore, you might want to tap them up. But um, the reason I wanted to mention them is their their launch offer is one of your local currency per month for life if you sign up very quickly. Wow! So their their launch offer is like you take you you sign up for a Proton Pass account now, it'll be one dollar, mm. one euro, one Swiss franc per month for life, paid annually. To be fair. Um, Wow. I mean, there, there are some downsides. There's, there's not like a native Mac client. Um, there isn't a Safari extension. So it's not probably of much use to Mac people just yet, but certainly one to keep an eye on. I mean, I would put mm. them up there with one password in terms of the how much I trust them. You know, I think they know what they're doing when it comes to encryption and privacy and security. So it might be worth checking out. Yeah, and all that stuff will come, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be... Adding that stuff in, that's amazing. That's that's really good. I might have to check that out. I think. I mean, it's got like uh, OTP generation and you know all that good stuff. I don't know whether it does pass keys. I haven't looked into it. it literally came out today, so yeah. I think I'm sh- I'll give it a go because it's only twenty four dollars. I have a punt, but I'm probably going to stick with Keychain. Yeah, he's sticking with that. I'm fully appled up, and yeah, I I keep trying other things. I tried tried to go android it didn't work out as you know so yeah although on the subject of android mini phone fans will rejoice because there's an asus zenfone 10 you seen that that was there just is. launched today i have yeah have you got any sort of relationship no, with it? oh have you got one no i haven't no oh, i thought i, I thought your reaction genuine. was like <laughs> oh oh yeah oh didn't know about that <laughs> no, I haven't, no, I haven't got it. Um, no, a lot of the reviews have come out already, haven't they? Which I, th- I think wasn't the the one the, the previous one from last year. That was uh, MKBHD's one of his phones of the year, or yeah. one, it won yeah, something think, in the um, awards. I think anyone it? who's had a go on it loves it. I mean, it's it's the uh, it's the Android iPhone Mini, isn't it? They pack everything it is, in. It's got all the best stuff. You got like a Snapdragon Eight Plus Gen Two. You can pack it with. 512 gigs of storage 16 gigs of ram it's got some reasonable cameras on it um and the initial indications are that it does deliver all day battery life even though it's got a 4300 milliamp hour battery just i guess with all the latest silicon optimizations it uh it doesn't conk out by lunchtime nice yeah i like the look of that um 
before we finished, the one thing I wanted to mention was the um, something that com- completely came out of the blue. Uh, Doc Iomedi uh, mentioned this on, on the Discord channel. Doc has been on this podcast before. It's a show favourite. And um, it was that Apple posted a full episode. Was it the pilot or the, the first episode or, or something like that? Of Silo on Twitter as a tweet. So you, there's a tweet from Apple that says something like, here's the first episode. And it's literally 50 minutes. <laughs> a 50 minute video in a tweet. And it's the entire episode of Silo. Which is just nuts. That is wild. Yeah. And obviously Elon, I think about 24 hours later, was chest beating about it, wasn't as you'd expect. But um, yeah, I, I, I still haven't quite worked out what it means. But the fact that Apple have done it, they've obviously been given access to this, and you just wonder who else is going to start using that, that option. And more importantly, how it will filter down. You know, I think I've said before that due to the type of audience that I have on Twitter which is very small but it's very much kind of creator people and you know people who do this stuff I do or want to do this stuff it would be an amazing platform for Solo Club you know moving moving some of the short form stuff there or even some of the long form stuff there potentially um, not taking it away from YouTube obviously but using Twitter as another distribution method would be um, would be would make utter sense you just can't really do that at the moment because it's not a video video platform but then it kind of is now because Apple has just you know, willingly given away an episode of a, of a top-rated show, haven't they? Well, as Louise in the comments has pointed out, they, Apple do that anyway. So, you know, anyway, you could, the, the first episode of all Apple shows yeah. is available to watch for free on Apple TV+. Plus. That's a good point. Um, but they're choosing Twitter. They, 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 I suppose they're, they're trialling it, aren't they? They've, they've, old Elon's given them Tim a bit of a tickle with it and said, look, give this a go. And they've, they've done it. But yeah, I, I think that's really exciting, actually. I know Twitter raises the hackles of a lot of people, but I've always sat on the fence with this because I, I still enjoy my time on Twitter, I'm afraid. And if they do go all in with video, that's really interesting from my perspective. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. I, I, I don't know what their strategy is. I... I, I how this has come about or maybe the maybe details will emerge at a later date but yeah certainly a, something to watch one to keep on an eye on yeah. definitely right i think we have to wrap it up there rob um yeah so you, but your homework then is to finish watching wwdc so we can regurgitate that in two weeks yes okay will do so i won't ask you about vision pro until then okay <laughs> awesome cheers see ya